Hey Church of the Beloved, my name is Kevin Zo and I'm the production manager here at COTV. Just wanted to say a quick thanks for tuning in to our weekly sermon podcast. This week's message is brought to us by our interim senior pastor, Abe Lee. He is speaking on the topic of dependent prayer. So uh, last week we started this new sermon series and we're looking at the values of the Church of the Beloved. And the goal of this sermon series is to spend time really considering who we want to be as a church. We're not there yet, but this is what we strive for. And our mission, as a reminder, for the Church of the Beloved uh, is to see the gospel transform people into spirit-filled disciples who know that they are the beloved of God because of Christ alone. And we want to try to strive to be this, do this, by focusing on five key values. The first one is to be missional, which... We talked about last week um, when we officially commissioned Caitlin. There's actually still a sign-up sheet outside where you can get her newsletter. Sign up for that because we commissioned her off into the mission field. And we also presented to you the work of the international ministry being led by Shana and Grace. And if you're interested in learning more about that, just email us. This week, we're going to look at emphasizing of prayer and how that's a value for us. We're also going to eventually look at how uh, worshiping passionately, considering community, and focusing on the gospel. These are the other values that we really focus on. Now, if you're just joining uh, us, you missed last week, let me explain what we're going to do. It's not just going to be me sharing the uh, scriptural, the biblical rationale for these values. And I'll I'll tell you, if you're going to fall asleep or anything, it's very simple. It's because the Bible tells us that these are the values that we should have. But I also want to spend time interviewing different individuals of our church who are actively engage in each of these particular areas, whether it's prayer, worship, community, so we can learn how we as a church, as a family, how we can be involved in these values. And because the Church of the Beloved, we cannot be a passive church of consumers. We have to be an active church of gospel-transformed, spirit-filled disciple-makers. That is our goal. And I'll tell you, when I, uh, and Suzette and I, when we first started attending Church of the Beloved, this is back in September of 2018, there, are, there were two things about that very first Sunday that we remember and we still talk about. The first was Joanne Yi. She's no longer a part of our church community, but she was this kind, wonderful young woman who came up to us and just talked to us. It was awesome. We were, as many newcomers have a tendency to do, we showed up early. We're like half an hour early to church. And so we're just sitting outside uh, in the, the, our old Wicker Park campus. And, and she just sat next to us and started to get to know us, just talking with us. And we started this beautiful friendship that continues on today, even though, as I mentioned, Joanne moved on to, to join a different local embassy or church body. Um, that was one thing. The second thing was prayer. Because that very first week in Chicago, we were moving back from, to this city uh, after having lived nearly 20 years in San Francisco. It just so happened that that particular Sunday night, uh, the Church of the Love has scheduled a prayer meeting uh, for later that evening. It was going to be at the old South Loop campus that we used to use. And Suzette turned to me that day and uh, leaned over and said, you know, what better way to learn about a church and what it values than to go to their prayer meeting? So Suzette and I, we don't have a car. We still don't, we didn't have one. We still don't have a car. We just don't like driving too much. And we're just, and we're still learning how to get around the city. So we mapped it out. Thank God for Google. Uh, We got on a bus and we got on a train and then we walked the rest of the way 
to attend at Daystar, which is our old campus meeting place for South Loop, to attend this prayer meeting. And what we saw is what drove the church, a passion for those who don't know Jesus, to know Jesus, a passion for them, and a heart for the local community in Chicago. We saw the heart of the beloved through the prayers of the beloved. And we knew that we found our church here in Chicago as a result. You know, fast forward three years to 2021, and our church, it really does look very different from what it did back then, three years ago. But if you ask me uh, whether that passion to see the gospel transform people into spirit-filled disciples who know that they are the beloved of God because of Christ alone, does that, does that dependence on, on prayer for that truth to resonate within the hearts of those who call this church, this local outpost or embassy, their home? Is that passion for prayer, is it still there? Is it still here? I, I think so. I hope so. At least I know it's in number of people that we've met here at this church. What I want to do today is I'm going to ask Cindy, uh, and uh, I was really trying to see if I could say her whole name. Um, Cindy something 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 Shang-Chi. Chi, no, Qian, Qian, Cindy Xian. I can't say her last name. I apologize. I, I, I can't pronounce it very well. Uh, Cindy, and she was going to be representing Diana Ahn, who is also one of the leads for our prayer ministry, who is not able to join us on stage. But they're going to come up in about 10 minutes to talk about our beloved prayer ministry, uh, which they lead, and how we as a church can and absolutely should and must get involved. But before that, I do want to spend just a moment looking at what the Bible tells us about the importance and the value and the necessity of prayer. Now, I know it may seem quite obvious as to why we think prayer should be a priority, but I've also learned over the years, never assume anything. So I want to start off by giving a definition how I would define prayer. A prayer is, as I think of it, an encounter, an encounter with God where we humbly communicate and zealously worship God, where we confess our sins to God, and where we ask God to fulfill the promises that he made to us by meeting our needs and the desires of our heart. You see, the reason I asked uh, Hannah to read from today's passage in Matthew, Jesus, his prayer template, is, this is how I've come to this definition that I just shared with you. Because in this prayer, Jesus... He lays out, he tells us to come to God when we pray and to simply ask God to do what through grace he has already promised to do. I want to look at that in more detail in just a second. But first, there was a number of interesting little factoids that I came across about prayer as I was preparing for today. There's a um, pastor scholar. He's from the early 1900s. His name's Herbert Lockyer. And when he went through and he did a survey of the Bible, and he, he actually uh, counted and identified all the prayers that exist in the Bible today as he defined them. And by his count, there are about 650 prayers specifically written out in the Bible. And of those 650, 25 were directly from Jesus. There are nine different types of prayers, and I found this really interesting, types of prayers identified. There's one, prayers of faith. Uh, James 5.15 is an example. It says, it says this, prayer of faith will save the sick person. There's something that uh, Lockyer actually calls prayers of agreement, which we would call corporate prayer. 
In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says the followers of Jesus, they were devoted themselves to prayer, corporate prayer. So the third one was uh, prayers of request or petition, probably something we're most familiar with. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Another type of prayer is prayer of thanksgiving. Um, this is probably something we're very familiar with. This morning's pre-service prayer, we actually focus on Psalm 95, verse 2. It says, let's enter his presence with thanksgiving. There's prayers of worship. You know, in Acts chapter 13, we read it last week. It tells the story of the church coming together to worship God. And they did it through fasting and prayer before sending off Barnabas and Saul into the mission field. There's prayers of consecration or, or de- dedication. We did that a few months ago for Tate. Uh, where we dedicate, like Jesus did in Matthew, dedicated a situation or a scenario up to God. And Jesus, when he was praying, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, your will be done. He was dedicating that to God. Prayers of intercession is another type of prayer. And Paul tells Timothy to do that. Uh, pray by interceding for everyone when he wrote a letter to, to Timothy, the first one. There's another one that's not so nice, prayers of imprecation or cursing. Uh, and then there's prayers in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14, 15 actually says, I'll pray with the spirit and I'll also pray with my understanding. Nine different types of prayers. You can also pray, and, you know, again, reading through this guy's book, uh, anytime and anywhere. And really in any position as well. But biblically speaking, there are five bodily positions identified. There's sitting, standing, there's kneeling, there's hands raised, and then there's face planted. Those are the five positions that are described in the Bible. And, and then finally, Jesus is the one that instructed us to pray in his name. John chapter 14, verse 40, uh, 14 says that if you ask anything in Christ's name, Christ will do it. Not as a magic formula. It's not like saying abracadabra or something like that. It's rather by praying, raising up your prayers in the name of the Son of God. It is proclaiming that Christ's authority, that Jesus' authority before God our Father, so that we can be use with those requests to bring glory to God. You know, this is just, like I said, a few different facts, but going back to today's passage, you know, this example that Jesus gave to his disciples when they asked him, how how should we pray? This model of prayer that Christ gave, the Son of God gave, it instructs us to do a couple things. One is to approach the majestic with our second thing, mundane. We are called to come to the sovereign with the simple things of our lives. Come to God as our dad when it says our father, and we come to God as God when it says who art in heaven. See, the prayer itself, it starts with your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It starts with these hallowed things, with these majestic proclamations. And and then it goes to this thing in the middle where it says, give us today our daily bread. Uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are debtors. And suddenly we move from this majestic to the mundane. We go from praying to the sovereign about the sovereign to praying to the sovereign about the simple. Because that's how we're called to pray. To our dad who cares about the big things and the little things. We're called to come to God with the exceptional along with the everyday. That's how we're called to pray. And see, the Bible explains that prayer is a requirement for the beloved of God. So we pray because the Bible tells us to. 
In Luke chapter 18, Jesus is about to give a, a, a share a parable with his followers, and he starts off in verse 1 by simply saying, now he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. And that's what we're called to do. Pray always. <clears throat> you know, I mentioned last week that there's this underlying assumption about all our values, the values we as a church espouse to. It's that we're united together as one family, which is a big deal, I think. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 and 6, it says over there that there's, there's one body. There's one spirit. And we're called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. We're one family united by the death and resurrection of the Son of God, being transformed by the gospel into spirit-filled disciples who know we're the beloved of God because of Christ alone. As one family, we might be separated by a distance or by a live stream, but as one family, we're called to gather together to pray. In James chapter 5, verse 16, it tells us to confess our sins to each other, to one another, and to pray to pray for one another so that we might be healed. Because the prayer of a righteous person is a very powerful thing. And we do this because we understand that as a church, God ordains not only the ends, not only what will happen, but God also ordains the means, how it will happen. It will happen, whatever that might be, through the powerful work of prayer, through the faith in all, the almighty to hear us and to answer us. So we come to him, God, as a church to pray, and we're dependent on prayer because God's plan, his perfect plan for us, includes our dependence on him as demonstrated in our prayers to him. That's why prayer is so important to us as a value. As I said, uh, it's not going to just be me up here. Um, what I want to do is right now ask Cindy, if you don't mind joining me on stage. Um, I know it's a little scary, but it's all good. And I'm going to grab uh, these chairs. Cindy's coming, right? <laughs> awesome. So, Cindy, come on on stage. Um, Thank you, Opal. And I'm going to ask you to go ahead and grab that chair. Hopefully you all can see us. Just a, a little Q&A. You doing okay? All right. And if you're comfortable, you can be, feel free to unmask, or if you want to keep it on, it's totally up to you. Um, but Cindy is, uh, leads our prayer ministry with Diana on. Um, and there are, yeah, actually, Cindy, let me start off by asking a question. I ask, uh, can you please share with us how, uh, what God has done that led you to make prayer such a priority for your life? And I think you may actually have a little response from Diana as well, right? Yeah. So uh. presumably this is on. Okay, yeah. great. Um, yeah. Hey everybody. My name is Cindy. Um, 
I am speaking on behalf of uh, Diana as well, um, who couldn't be here in person. So it's definitely not just me as like the face or leading um, prayer ministry at all. Um, lots of kudos to her too. Before you go on, light's really hard on you, isn't it? Yeah. Switch. <laughs> Sit here. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. a lot less light, and I'm used to that thing blinding you. So. Okay. All right. How's that? Better? Yeah, significantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, and I also have notes because I'm not the biggest fan of public speaking. Um, but... Uh, so question is, kind of, how, did you get, how did I get into How prayer? did it become a priority for you? Yeah. Um, so I'd say that, like, um, you know, it's, like, always something that's, like, important because it's a Christian thing to do growing up in the church for myself personally and then mm -hmm. um, being really involved in um, uh, campus, campus ministry back in college. But I'd say, like, in terms of really, like, over the last couple years, um, prayer has, um, I think, been something that I've really enjoyed doing and, like, uh, go to as a way of really, um, you know, spending time with God. And a lot of that is, so um, I moved to Chicago probably, like, four-plus years ago now. Um, and when I first started coming to um, COTB, kind of my first, one of my first experiences and what really kind of drove me to stay was also kind of like prayer meetings and they were um, not the like, you know, quarterly or monthly like prayer meetings thing, but it was, you know, 9 a.m., 8 a.m. actually at times, um, prayer meetings uh, before service. And um, let me pull up my notes so I don't forget uh, what I'm saying. But um, I, you know, one of the first things I got involved in was prayer ministry and it wasn't really... I, you know, I couldn't think of, like, why I did it or how I did it, but I just made a commitment really early on that, like, I was going to go to prayer meeting every day, whether I, you know, slept late the night before or felt like it in the morning or um, or whatnot, and um, I think it was that kind of commitment I made in my head of saying, okay, you know, even if I didn't feel it this Sunday, I'm going to go again next Sunday, and um, uh, at the time, there was a couple who was leading um, prayer ministry, and um modeled for me a prayer meeting that was um, very, like, worshipful. You know, it started mm -hmm. with scripture and coming um, to God, responding to his words to us, um, rather than just kind of praying out of whatever is on our uh, head or on our minds, um, but really focusing it on what God has already spoken to us. So walking us through um, just, yeah, worshiping God in prayer, um, mm. which is like a really, you know, when I think of worship, I, you know, had before thought of worship and song, but I think worshiping in prayer was a, a new kind of posture for me, um, at least explicitly so. Um, and yeah, I think it was in like that community. It was, you know, prayer, like as worship prayer, as like a communal, like fellowship opportunity that, um, it was just really encouraging for me and has continued to, um, you know, be a priority in my own life. Um, mm. And then kind of personally, because of that opportunity to really focus on prayer in that season, um, definitely not by my own means, it just kind of happened to be that way. Um, I think I saw ways that I found a lot of joy and peace in um, my own individual times of prayer, like having that, those times of um corporate or communal prayer in um, prayer meetings kind of translate to how I now approach um, spending time with God. So, yeah. That's so cool. Um, 
Diana's blurb is um, a little bit shorter, but she says, um, you know, uh, for Diana, um, in terms of how prayer became a priority in her life, not really sure kind of how to exactly answer it, and I think I struggled with it too. It's just um, there's not really one point, and it's more of like almost a a commitment or a conviction um, to pray. Mm. Um, And for her, it's as simple as just wanting to hear and talk to God. Uh, and I asked the question mainly because I wanted to understand is this is not some bright light shining down from God. Yeah. It's a commitment that you made to say, you know what, I want to spend time with God, um, which is awesome to hear. I, I have a little side note for Diana. When Diana started uh, working on the prayer ministry, and it's not, in your, not uh, something I prepared you for, but she said something to me once that I, I, I think is uh, just indicative of her passion for prayer which is that I hope one day there's no need for a prayer ministry, um, that we become such a praying church, it's just in our DNA, it's who we are. And that's, that's absolutely where we like to be. To have a prayer ministry is wonderful, but it'd be great to not have to have it. It's just who we are. Um, but we, we do have a prayer ministry. So to say that, what do you see as the goal for our prayer ministry at Beloved? Sure, I will, um, I will start with Diana's response of, um, the goal is of the prayer ministry is to pray um, and to be asked to be used by God and to hear from God, to ask to be led by God. So very, very simple, like nothing, no like secret formula or anything like mm. that in terms of the goal. Um, I think uh, to elaborate a little bit for um, kind of my own response, I am, um, I, I, you know, I think when I first started coming to beloved like the value of like dependent prayer is if you like think about it it's like I don't know it's like it's it's a lot right like depending um depending prayer like deep dependent prayer so that's an an attitude of saying I like desperately need God and I'm going to go to him in prayer because like my life depends on it, essentially, like a very like dependent attitude um, toward prayer. And I think prior to that, for me, prayer was more, maybe more of just like, you know, something that I ought to do, you know, I ought to speak to my father, I ought to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think I'd love to see um, the prayer ministry at Beloved really press into um, that culture of like dependent prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not about what events we have or what meetings we have, but it's about creating that culture for our church to seek the Lord in dependent prayer. Um, and that, so that's kind of the goal um, for for prayer ministry. Um, it's for people to vision wise, right? What does that look like? It's not like everybody comes 9 a.m. like on Sunday to like pray, but it's that you know, after we get together on a, you know, on a Sunday or on a weekday night, um, that when we fellowship together and we share our um, struggles or we share reflection points and share our lives, that we um, kind of go to the Lord in prayer. And it doesn't Mm. have to be kind of big fancy things, but even just, oh, like today I'm um, like not feeling so great or, you know, this is on my heart. And then the person you share with just says, oh, let me just, you know, say a quick prayer and like 10 seconds, like nothing super dramatic or fancy, um, but really kind of going to God as um, 
the source of, um, yeah, of, of the one we can depend on. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I mean, before we close out, I'm curious, what are some really practical ways that folks in our church can get involved with prayer, including Tate? How, how can he get involved? <laughs> Um, okay, so I have some points. Um, so like I've alluded to, we do have pre-service prayer meetings um, at 9 a.m. here uh, or online. So it's a hybrid option. So for folks who are here today, um, you are welcome to come to, you know, make the commitment to come to prayer meeting um, uh, and wake up an hour earlier. Um, it feels kind of like a lot to ask, and maybe your, you know, maybe your commitment or is to do this once a month for yourself, or once every two months for yourself. I know there are some people who've kind of. Uh, made that their um, typical stride, um, and you can join in person if you live close by. Um, our meetings are 9 to 9.30. You can hop online, like roll out of bed, hop online, and then take the next like 10, 15, 20 minutes to walk to church after 9.30, and you'll still be here on time for service. So definitely um, would encourage that. It's just a great way to prepare our hearts for worship in the morning. Um, and then, um, yeah, it puts me in a state of like acknowledging that like this is not just a Sunday routine, but this is very much like God at the center and the reason why we're here worshiping. Um, we also have, for those who can't, who find it difficult to come at 9 a.m. or to participate at 9 a.m., um, at 9.45, we pray for the service as a whole and also for our speaker, um, just right outside. For those of you who um, like to be on time um, or, or have difficulty being on time, I don't know, um, can definitely join. Like, it's open to anybody, you know, if you miss the 9 a.m. thing, you can stroll in at 9.45 and join us for a brief time of prayer. Um, and, um, yeah, and then just in general, like in, in your own individual lives, to be praying for our church, to be lifting up church topics. I know in this season, for those of you who were around last week for, like, our um, uh, our meeting, congregation meeting, um, you know, we're, we're in a season of deciding locations. We're in a season of um, searching for a senior pastor. All of these things um, you know, we can be lifting up to God individually in our own times as well, or in a CG context um, as well. Um, and then finally, um, any ideas for um, kind of prayer ministry things, uh, please feel free to like send our way. Um, it's really difficult to find a time that works for people to gather together and pray, but would love to, you know, if you have a heart for prayer and find that you have ideas or, you know, have times that work for you, you know, we'd love to chat and, and pray with you. Um, and then if you have any prayer requests, feel free to send them to prayer at cotb.life. What's it? Prayer at cotb.life. Right. Uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah. I, I was going to, I'm glad you mentioned um, your community group as well. Uh, just as a tangent, um, the last two community groups that um, we met, instead of going into Bible study, we ended up just praying mm -hmm. and just sharing prayer requests with each other because of the, the importance that we want to place on it. So definitely there's many ways for us to get involved with prayer mm -hmm. in our church. Um, any last thoughts that you want to share around prayer ministry? No, just, um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I always talk too much, so, um, but I appreciate I'm sure your husband would disagree with you. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, but, um, I don't know, I, 
like definitely am not up here because I'm like good at prayer, whatever that might mean to people. Mm. Um, and there's no threshold or level of prayer skill, um, at all. Um, it's, yeah, just kind of coming and being with people, um, with the church family and praying to a God who is going to listen to you no matter how, what you sound like. Um, and that's kind of the heart of prayer. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, why don't we give Cindy a hand? Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm going to ask the band to come on back up. It's okay. You're fine. Um, thank you. Uh, as the band makes our way up, why don't I close this time with, with prayer? Um, and actually, we can leave that here. Uh, and, and then we'll have the band lead us through a final worship before. We're actually going to spend the end of our service practicing what we preach and actually spend time in prayer uh, as a congregation. And I'll lead, you, lead us through that. But before we do, before we actually have the worship team lead us in a closing set, let me pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to this week's COTB Sermon Podcast. For more info or to connect with us, you can visit our website at cotb.life. God bless and have a great week.